0: welcome to the drive time news blast 30 minutes 50 for subscribers
1: of news of the day from a perspective of truth
0: liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: and i'm brad binkley
0: so before we get to our top story i wanted to tell you a couple of things one is we are doing our first rockfin deep dive live tonight at six o'clock pacific Nine o'clock that, Eastern, is that right? Yes,
1: that is correct.
0: That's going to be super fun and cool. So if you want to come check that out, watch a Binkley trigger me in real time. You could even pile on if you want. That's always fun, I'm sure. Uh, you can come right here to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and find us at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern tonight. It's Thursday. And if you're Aww. listening to this after the fact, just go check it out. It'll be there. And then there's this other thing I want to tell people about. I'm not a huge political activist. I did go and march against Obamacare three times because I felt it was the tipping point. We had to take a stand, and I'm not much of an organizer. However, I am going to try to promote getting onto the ballot here in L.A., Uh, repealing the VAX mandate. So the city of LA, I I don't live in the county, I don't live in the city, has a VAX mandate and it's affecting everything from government workers to uh, eating in restaurants. And there is an organization, medicalfreedomla.com that is taking up signatures of voters in LA city to just get it on the ballot to repeal that. So all they're trying to do is get it on the ballot and let people vote on it. So if you are interested in helping me help them collect these signatures, you would have to be able to get those signatures on a piece of paper from voters who are registered to vote in L.A. So in the city, not even the county. So I can't even do it in my own neighborhood. I want you to help, though. And if you can help, I'll tell you how you can email me at the podcast at gmail.com or just go to medicalfreedomla.com and you can check out there how to get involved. So that's kind of cool. And I mean, I assume it's going to be successful if we get it on the ballot. I think people will vote it away. And it does affect us all because we can't do anything in the city. So with that, let me pass it off to you, Binkley, for the first story of the day.
1: Okay, well, there was a seizure of billions of Bitcoin on Tuesday from what was apparently a hippie couple in New York. They were arrested by federal agents on charges of laundering $4.5 billion worth of stolen crypto Bitcoin from a 2016 cryptocurrency exchange breach. It wasn't worth that much when they stole it. It was worth in the millions, but because of the price increase it had gotten up to worth billions of dollars ilia lichtenstein and his wife heather morgan they're the ones who are accused of helping to wash 100,000 19754 bitcoin that were taken from the exchange bitfinex i believe and transferred into a digital wallet that was controlled by lichtenstein who is a dual citizen of both the United States and Russia. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle they had in. But here is what the statement was from the Deputy Attorney General, Lisa Monaco. She said, Today's arrest and the department's largest financial seizure ever, it was their largest financial seizure ever, show that cryptocurrency is not a safe haven for criminals. In a futile effort to maintain digital anonymity, The defendants laundered stolen funds through a labyrinth of cryptocurrency transactions. Thanks to the meticulous work of law enforcement, the department once again showed how it can and will follow the money no matter what form it takes. So that stood out to me because one of the things about crypto that people like is they can be anonymous or they can feel like they're anonymous. The attorney general here is saying, Nope, you can't be. It doesn't matter. We'll find you, we'll track it. And the chick was also apparently a rapper and a Forbes contributor the wife contributing 55 articles to Forbes since 2017 wow and if you watch her rap video she's a very bad rapper oh no <laughs> yes this to me is just showing that the definitely crypto is being mainstreamed but also it's like the fed saying we got our eye on your crypto
0: yeah but That there is a flip side to that coin and what the federal government gets up to. They want to act like they fight crime, but sometimes they commit crimes. That's what the president of Haiti thought before he was assassinated in February 2021, shortly after Biden was inaugurated. President Moise of Haiti identified a coup attempt, arrested a bunch of people, had some evidence that it was orchestrated by elements of the U.S. government. Really, like they had stuff on the, I think it was Clinton's ambassador to Haiti. It was really, really dark stuff. So right before he was assassinated, he had installed, so then he ultimately was assassinated later in 2021. But before that he had installed Ariel Henry as prime minister, but he wasn't yet sworn in when Moise got assassinated. And I think the other person in line for the presidency in case of emergency, I believe was a, was a chief justice or the equivalent of a chief justice who was one of very few people who died of COVID in Haiti. It was a very weird story. I'd have to double check that fact, but they so people were arguing that this ariel henry should not take the reins of power henry was i think he's a doctor of some kind and he was a friend of moise and he said i he wasn't going to take power but it was a crisis and he took it and he said we'll do elections as soon as we can but there's just too much going on then all of a sudden they were hit with all sorts of natural disasters and it just things were getting really crazy in haiti and since it was clear that we had something, or at least we were behind the scenes earlier on. I wondered what we were up to. And it says, and so I was waiting to hear what happened. Originally there was an article that tried to paint Ariel Henry as being involved in the assassination. There was a prosecutor there named Claude who wanted him arrested, who wanted him held inside the country. And There was no reporting that validated that guy's position. He had already been fired by Henry for not really trying to investigate. He never would have had the power to do that stuff against Henry anyway, but he was already fired. And uh, the judge he was working with was a little bit fishy too. So I, I remember doing investigation at the time. We put it on the air and I was pretty confident that this guy, Henry was on the level. They were out to get him, but... You know, he seemed to have some 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 control. I just read an article in CNN yesterday that was the, or maybe it was two days ago the biggest frame-up of this guy, Henry, I could ever imagine. They don't mention at all that that guy, Claude, was off the rails. They talk about uh, Henry having a planned meeting with the number one suspect in the assassination who is right now on the run. And the way CNN tells the story, it's as if there really was a meeting, but the story is that the, whatever, some, some, some law enforcement element or alleged law enforcement element had a stakeout of Henry's house, and expected this fugitive to come meet Henry, but he must have gotten wind of the stakeout because he never showed up. And and that's their evidence that this guy was in cahoots with this other guy who never showed up. So I'm just telling you this story because there's a lot of BS coming down. And in in my opinion, uh, everything they're trying to say about this guy Henry is like trumped up. And if that's the case, then he's probably... I mean, I don't know if there are any good guys in the story, but maybe we're the good guys. I will say that the stuff the there was some weird stuff coming out of our government after Moises' claim that there was a coup attempt against him, and what it was, one example was a tweet from uh, Congressman Andy Levin. At that time, February 7th, so it was right after that thing went down, he says, with no evidence to support his claims of conspiracy against his life, Moise is demonstrating what my colleagues and I have said. There's zero chance of real elections, real democracy, or real accountability while he remains in power in Haiti. So this was a congressman of ours calling for his ouster after he accused us of a coup. Now he died a couple of months later in an assassination. That was for sure the arrests made that I don't think anybody disputes that it was executed by some Colombians who were organized out of Florida. So that's pretty much in the record. And then there was in, I thought this was in the congressional record or at least the formal record. But when I went to look for the link, it was dead. It was a dead link. It was that uh Democrat Congressman Meeks and others asked secretary of state Blinken to condemn the ongoing presidency of uh, Hades Moise. Um, and that was back in February after the coup attempt. And that letter which I used to have access to, I no longer have access to. So it seems to me they're kind a cleanup operation. They're trying to frame this guy, Henry, and uh, I hope he survives it because his predecessor did not.
1: Yes, and I'm sure that the Department of Justice will be giving that crypto back to whoever originally had it in 2016 <laughs> as promptly as possible.
0: Yes, yes, they, uh, they are definitely in the business of uh, being transparent
1: and accountable. What happens to that money? I mean, that's a lot of money. I guess the government just gets it now. They get to do with it as they. Oh, sorry. I
0: thought you were finished with that story.
1: No, I just that came into my head while you were talking about that.
0: Um, what happens to the money? Yeah, I assume they get to keep it. I mean, they should have to give it back. My guess is they have to try to give it back to the people who own it. And if it's in actually denominated in Bitcoin, they would perhaps give back a Bitcoin to. You know, if a person owned a Bitcoin, I don't think they can yeah. give them the dollar value of what was stolen from them.
1: They'll probably turn around and say, well, the people were anonymous. And so we had a hard time tracking them down, even though they just said in their little statement here, right. that, Does it doesn't matter if you're anonymous, we'll find you. So in other crypto news, BlackRock is apparently planning to offer crypto trading, according to several people with knowledge of the matter, which I always love those types of sources. Knowledge of the matter, unnamed faces, fantastic sources. They have said that BlackRock BlackRock clients could soon be trading crypto while the company will also facilitate credit in return for crypto collateral. So they're going to be issuing credit, trying to corner that market as well. One of the sources described BlackRock's approach as looking to get hands-on with outright crypto. And on top of that, the United Nations and this Chinese entertainment conglomerate called Tencent has been approved by the United Nations to lead a project exploring the creation of a standard technical and security framework for non-fungible tokens. The project is going to be dubbed a technical framework for DLT-based digital collection services. It will be the world's first UN-approved standards initiative for NFTs. And this is going to happen. And 20, At the end of 2022, they say the United Nations Agency for Information and Communication Technologies, the ITU, they approved the project and it's going to be done, a draft of it, by the end of the year. And any recommendations advised by the ITU will only become mandatory and enforceable once nations adopt them as law. Okay. So there's your international standards they're trying to formulate in yep. cooperation with China. It's always in cooperation with China. All of these projects. And
0: probably in cooperation with BlackRock, who owns $10 trillion worth of assets worldwide, I'm sure. And that guy, Larry Fink, who runs it, is on the board of the World Economic Forum. So clearly, it's all going to go in lockstep with what they want. And what they want looks like in these COVID times, seems that they get.
1: Yeah, it's like you can see the strings stretching out across the planet from BlackRock and these World Economic Forum companies as they try and take over. Yes.
0: I mean, BlackRock probably owns a share of every single publicly traded company on Earth because that way they get the materials. Like you, you can just buy one share in order to get like a K one or whatever in order to have a seat at the table in order to be privy to shareholder um, press releases, stuff like that. So they, if you had a net, if you had a, an infographic about BlackRock, it would probably include every single solitary com- publicly traded company on the planet. So, um, but the, uh, wouldn't be a show without a little COVID news. Did you hear that they're saying what Bob Saget died of?
1: They said he hit his head and then he went to bed thinking he was okay. And he died because of trauma.
0: Yeah. I only ever heard that story once before in my whole life. And that was Natasha Richardson, Liam Neeson's wife hit her head, learning how to ski and she, um, didn't want to go to the hospital. They thought of taking her to the hospital. She just went to her room and laid down and did die. And it's a brain bleed is what it's called. And they're saying that he just died in bed. There was a bruise on the back of his head. They don't know what he hit his head on. Maybe the headboard. I mean, you really have to smack your head for that to happen. I don't think you could possibly do it just hitting your head on a headboard, going to bed. And, um, you know, the what they say about... so. In the first article I read about this, his family said that he had COVID in December, and they had been wondering if it had something to do with COVID, and now they feel like it did not. Now, we also saw him talking about getting the booster shot, right? Wasn't that?
1: Yeah, during his podcast, I think is one of his last podcasts before he died, he was talking about how he had just gotten the booster shot.
0: Do you remember what date that was, like roughly? It was right before he died, you think?
1: Yeah, and it was shortly before he died. It was within the past month before he died.
0: Okay, so he died on January 9th. So if he had gotten it, see, you you have to wait, if I'm not mistaken, at least out here, you have to wait 30 days after you have COVID to get a vaccination shot. I thought it was 90 days, and I know people have been injured by getting the vaccine too close to having had COVID. So they said he had COVID in December, and he said at the end of December, or the very beginning of January, because he died January 9th, that he had gotten the booster shot. So there's something a little bit wrong with that story. Yeah, and the whole we story's know, strange. Yeah, the story's strange. And we know that the that the spike protein can interfere with the brain blood barrier. There's a problem with that. And it just seems weird to me. I, I don't believe I, whatever it is that did kill him, I will always suspect that it had something to do with with that booster shot or even the covid itself which does is a blood disease in in a way.
1: Yeah, there's a couple things in that story that just you know make you wonder a few things. Somebody tucked in their bed nicely and they emphasized early on that there was it was nobody did anything to him that it was natural or there was no criminal no crime involved. Then you hear that he hit his head at least what they say and then you start thinking, well, he was tucked in his bed nicely and he hit his head. That starts to make you lead to maybe there's somebody killed him. Maybe somebody hit him. Of course, he could have fallen as well, whatever. But just the fact that they're ruling out the possibility that somebody else did anything, but they're also saying they don't know how he hit his head. Wow. That, that makes me curious. And also, there was that video of that female comedian who fell and hit her head on stage. Just was...
0: yesterday, right?
1: Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see the context I heard the headline. It? Yeah, she wow. was doing a routine no way. where she was talking about how vaccinated she is, how she's been boosted, vaccinated, how Jesus loves her more because she's vaccinated. Yeah. Then it's it's cringy to watch, but then she falls and hits her head, and the audience laughs because they thought it was part of the joke. They thought it was her saying, wow. Look how vaccinated I am. Then she fell on the stage and apparently cracked her skull. And the audience didn't realize it was that she had actually hurt herself.
0: Wow. And this was just Just the other day. Right. Yeah. So I don't, and they came out with this Bob Saget thing yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the kind of thing where I think that they're absolutely ready to pounce on any kind of explanation. Like when Kate Spade supposedly killed herself and then Anthony Bourdain supposedly killed himself. I'm like, maybe, maybe Anthony, like I don't think Anthony Bourdain killed himself. I don't know if she did, but I don't think he did. So that's interesting that you should say that because I was, I had been wondering if, as we hear about people dying unexpectedly, if the vaccine causes that kind of thing, I would expect them not to tell us. But what I said from the beginning was you'll see like celebrities will just be dying and it'll just accelerate the rate of people dying. Like it'll happen in the celebrity world, it'll happen in your own world. You'll know one or two people when you otherwise might not know one or two people. And so we've been noticing on our locals feed, uh, I think Grant and others have been posting like just a weird rash of suicides. And one of them was Moses Mosley, who was a an Atlanta guy, a uh, Night of the Living Dead. Is that what it's called? Night of the Living Dead? Living Dead? Whatever that TV show is. He was an actor in that and he died supposedly of suicide on January 26th, but his family thinks that it wasn't suicide. That was a gunshot wound. So to your point, they're saying he, they don't think it was suicide. We, uh, there was another guy. Wow. This, this was another one that Grant had posted Kevin Ward. He was a mayor in a small town um, near DC. Seemed like a super nice guy. He supposedly died of suicide from a gunshot wound, self-inflicted gunshot wound. And then uh, there were just a bunch of other suicides. Jeremy Jambi, did you hear about that?
1: Yeah, the baseball player.
0: Yep. yesterday.
1: And how did they say he died? Oh, yeah, they said it was suicide. Yeah.
0: Yes, but I didn't see the cause of death. That I did not see. And then we saw the Chesley crest one, the Miss USA who jumped uh, from a building. I don't. I, I don't. That's. I don't necessarily have any suspicions about that. There were a few other suicides, maybe lesser known. Michael Madsen's son. Regina King's son, um, who I don't even know her, but she's a TV actress and Peter Robbins, who was the voice of Charlie Brown. Now his, his sounded legit. He was bipolar. Supposedly he was in jail for threatening people. He was substance abuse, um, had a history of substance abuse, but uh, the other one seemed, it seemed weird to me. These are people who were poised to have a good career. Um, Hudson Madsen's son was an active, U.S. Army soldier in Hawaii, and he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I mean, there's just, this was all since January 18th, last couple of weeks. I just think it's weird. There's just so many deaths, and I, and at least one of them, the family disputes, the official story, I mean... I don't know. I guess. I guess stuff happens, but yeah. it seemed like a lot. It just kept being in the news one after. Drudge another. was
1: very classy about how they reported the Charlie Brown voice actor. They had the their headline was Charlie Brown kills himself. Nice. Yeah. Which of course, so,
0: Charlie Brown was a sad sack. So yeah, uh, yeah, but most of these are men, and I know I said the other day that women, um, girls between twelve and seventeen, had a fifty percent increase from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one in attempted suicide. But it's always I always call the white male the suicide demographic because seventy five percent of them are, and uh, that seems to be holding up in this in this um, spate. And I just. I don't know. I think there's, there's something weird going on here. I don't know what, but we shall see if, if more of these, you know, I'm very curious about Kevin Ward, if his family uh, agrees that that was a suicide, I don't know. But this COVID thing has really created some far reaching damage, even if these are really people taking their own lives there. It, it will be a good thing when these lockdown ends, lockdowns end. And I think you were right and that they're starting to lift mask mandates, vaccine mandates, stuff like that. When Democrats are trying to get hold on to their seats in the midterm elections and just save the party overall. Now, some people will work against the party, but uh I just I feel like they it is not a moment too soon.
1: Yeah. And they're going back to look at the data, which they're going to ultimately change the data, which will give them a reason to say, well, we looked at the data, so it's time to get rid of all these measures. We're justified in doing it. And they'll just ignore the fact that they were using data that was completely incorrect for the entire time to justify the lockdowns in the first place.
0: The whole time. And as we were trying to look at that data, it was clearly like not good studies, not double-blind correlations that aren't necessarily causal, gaps in the information, lags in the information. And the biggest thing was that stuff wasn't apples to apples. They were changing cycle rates and standards and trying to use those same numbers. They were using caseloads as cumulative. Um, Of course, everybody knows that it's anyone who died with COVID died of COVID. And that even on top of that, the tests were so um, inaccurate.
1: Yeah, and what's maddening about it is they're going back and they're so casually talking about changing the restrictions and everything, and looking at the data again. When that's those are just things that could have gotten you kicked off social media. that got you called a yes. like conspiracy theorist before, and they just talk, yes. "Oh yeah, well we're going to do this now." And in that same vein, I, I missed this story. This was last week. I don't know if you heard this, but apparently the CDC they released this report that within the report, of course, their takeaways didn't highlight this, but this was within the report. It found that after the Delta variant became prevalent, natural immunity was more protective against infection than vaccination. Which-
0: yeah, I did hear that. I think Byron sent that to us and that's, that would have just blown up this whole thing because it not only applies to people who had it, had symptoms and everything like you and me, it applies to anyone who got a positive test. Cause think about that. If you had the positive test, that means that your immunity was fighting it off which means that you've had exposure to it just as much as a vaccine would, right? The vaccine isn't supposed to actually give you the illness. It's supposed to just allow you to fight it off by being exposed to it. I mean, think about that.
1: Yeah, and file this one, and you know, another one in that bucket of things that would have gotten you kicked off social media a month ago. Here's how Politico, Politico reported this. This sounds like a conspiracy theorist, what they're saying here, but (laughs) of course you're okay. You're allowed to say it now because the administration is there leading the way and signaling They said, given now that the CDC recognizes the protective effort uh, effect of prior infection, it is time to update vaccination policies and school or work entry requirements across federal and state or county governments. Those with natural immunity should have equal status as those who are vaccinated. Demonstrating a prior infection is no more difficult than demonstrating vaccination. Many European countries recognize that immunity due to prior infection is equal to vaccination. Not exempting those with prior infection was always unfair. Now it's unscientific as well. He says it was always unfair. Yeah, we know. (laughs) We've been saying that the whole time. But it doesn't sell vaccines if you do it that way.
0: But that's that's, why I I got an antibody test right away, and I saved my – because I've mentioned this before. Antibodies don't always – show up on a test even though they're there. And I know that because you cannot test for celiac disease if you haven't eaten gluten recently. And gluten causes an antibody response in the body, which is interesting because gluten is not a microbe, yet it produces antibodies. And I think most people would think that antibodies are a response to a microbe, but it's it's not. In that case, it's a response to an amino acid. And uh, I know then that, because I'll get super sick if I eat gluten and they, when you have celiac disease, it's because your body just responds to it like as it's an illness, but you cannot detect those antibodies unless it's in the presence of the antigen. So if you had it recently, get that antibody test sooner rather than later, because it can, it might not show a positive, even if you do have that natural immunity from having been sick. So it's worth doing that. And I would save a positive test result too, if you had it. Because that should that should have the same impact. Plus, they're re- reducing requirements in the UK. They approved Novavax. I think we're moving to the climate change uh, phase of the total transformation of society.
1: Right, the underlying foundation of that transformation. Okay.
0: Well, before we get to the deepest dive of the day, where we try to get to the bottom of the accelerating inflation numbers that are sweeping probably the world, if not just the country, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR. How is the government making inflation worse? That's a follow on for my deep dive. And what is Homeland Security's latest warning? and before we get to all that i would like to give a big shout out to our friends and fantastic sponsors true hemp science they're so great love to uh, they they love to to support our show they're huge fans real liberty lovers and we love to support their products because they're awesome they you cannot get higher quality cbd products i love them the variety the knowledge the expertise they bring it's un Unparalleled, in my opinion, and I actually taking a book out of your page today, Binkley. In that, I'm absolutely hooked on that uh, body lotion. You can really tell by the the soothing cream, the muscle rub, and the body lotion that this is like a, a, it's a real. It's a medicinal basically. And it's funny because I smell a little bit like weed for a minute and I like it. And my kids think it's hilarious. That goes away real quick. So if you don't like it, that's okay too. But they just, they have a lot of great stuff. I love the gummies, the gluten-free cookies. Like I just said, I'm celiac, so I can't eat the, the good stuff, but these are good. And the brownies are out of this world, out of this world. I like the nano emulsified CBD. I just, it's really delicious.
1: Yeah. The, the I, lotion's very good. Feels great. Smells very natural, as you yes. said, but it's fantastic.
0: So I've completely swapped out my weekday glass of wine for my weekday drops of nano emulsified CBD oil from TrampScience.com. And if you want to support this show, please support them because they support this show. And also a great way to support this show is by joining Rockfin, rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report. If you do it right now, if you're watching this free somewhere and you do it right now, you can see the end of the DNB Live. It's the DNB XR Live exclusively on Rockfin. We also do our deep dives exclusively on Rockfin. And tonight we'll have our first deep dive live right here at rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report. But what's so awesome about Rockfin, it's amazing, it's amazing, is that for... $10 a month, actually, maybe a penny or two less than that, or $99, 99 a year, you can get all of our XR material. Every video that we put out, we put on Rockfin. A lot of them are premium. A lot of them are free. Um, All the XR stuff is premium. But you also get to watch all of the premium content from every other creator on Rockfin. It's just a win-win for all of us. So, And if you are a Rockfin supporter uh, and you watch us on Rockfin, we get to keep a little bit extra of the subscription fees. So always listen to us here if you can. And if you, if you haven't already joined, give it a shot, even for just for a month, just do it for a month. And if you don't love it, just move on, use your podcast dollars elsewhere. But anyway, so we would really appreciate it. We work hard. And uh, if you just chip in what probably is less than an hour's pay a month, we would, uh, we'll work hard for you. And with that, on to the deepest dive of the day. Okay, so have you heard about this? Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years.
1: I've heard the headlines. I don't have That's to the move headline. into it. Yeah.
0: And it's still not crazy high. It's like seven or eight percent. And in it was that also 40 years ago that, but prior to that, it was like 15%, something like that. So it was on its way down. If we continue to make records as time passes um, that reach further back, that's going to be even more of a disaster. So the labor department said that consumer prices jumped 7.5% in uh, the last year. And it's they don't include energy with that, uh, that, but it is a lot of food items, rent, stuff like that people are worried that this means that the Fed is going to increase rates more quickly. And if they do that, businesses can't borrow or refinance um, at the same rates. You can't buy houses at the same rates that you could before. So it could make uh, some of these bubbles crash. Some say that that potential increase in the inflation rate in the interest rate coming from the fed could be the biggest threat to the Democrats in the midterm elections. Cause it could put a damper on, uh, economic activity. But I believe that, see, here's the thing. So I think they, they knew what they were doing and they knew that we would get a lot of inflation. So they needed to pump things up because the 2008 debt collapse, they, they just weren't able to fill the hole of, of empty debt. They didn't want the big banks and stuff to go bankrupt. So they just kept printing money and kind of pumping up prices so that the prices of things would be bigger than the value of the debt. If the prices are, if, if debt is collapsing, if you make prices higher, debt is nominal. So is denominated in like just actual dollars. So if you double the price of the assets that the debt supports, the debt would have been underwater if you hadn't done that. But if you do that, it stays above water. And then what you're really doing, that's when you have like zombie companies or you're allowing, normally a healthy economy will allow those bankruptcies to happen. They don't happen all at once. It happens in different industries or different companies. And then that nobody throws any more good money into a a business that's outdated or there's enough demand for it then what they can do is um no future money will be devoted to that and it'll be devoted to things that are more productive now that we haven't been doing that in in decades in my opinion so one of the things they do is continue to to beef that up but i also feel like it's extremely destructive to our economy to have a lot of inflation that it can um it can uh, have an it, it what it does actually, it's highly regressive in that if you own a lot of assets and the price of those assets double, you're as well off as you were before. But if you own a lot if you own no assets and you just have a wage, like in this case, people are keep saying, "Oh, wages are going up, employment is hot. Well, this inflation totally wiped out all the wage increases that you've been hearing about for the past year. So the prices are going up probably by more than wages went up and that is really regressive to people. So, I think that they are trying to so like one example of how this will could have a bad impact is if people are uh, buying houses and their inflation and they're getting paying too much and the rate of interest that they're paying on it is really low. And then interest starts going up because the Fed has to battle inflation and you have to refinance because say it's an arm or you got zero interest rate or something like that for a short term. And over the long term, you have to refinance that. You could, and as interest rates go up, your, the value of the house A lot of times crashes because you can't sell in the market with high interest rates like that. They're kind of inversely correlated. And if you lost your job at the same time because these kind of bankruptcies are sweeping the country as interest rates go up and companies can't refinance their debt, it's just too expensive, then you'll have that pent up bankruptcy. And people will lose their homes. And I actually think that's a main reason for some of the destruction that they are um, wreaking on us. They want us to have absolutely nothing. It was even Bismarck told the Kaiser if people are getting too much money, if we t- tax their money so they don't have it and we pay them back with unemployment insurance or social security, they will be dependent on us. They will love us and their dependence. And I think part of it goes to this World Economic Forum thing where they want to. Um, have a to have nothing, have no privacy and be happy. I think that they're kind of angling for that. However, I think before, and, and another thing that I always thought about the debt, it's like they, they waste money on purpose. They did not need to spend this kind of money and they do it to just flood the market with dollars. But uh, I thought a big reason that they do deficit spending is to get debt into to the banks. So the big international bankers, of course, their product is debt. They need debt. They want our debt. It's guaranteed. And if you, but if the interest rates are incredibly low, they're really not making any money off of that. So I thought that they would trap us into getting huge amounts of debt and then raise the interest rates after it was too late. That's, we just hit $30 trillion of debt. So if we start doing interest, increasing interest rates, the bankers get their money, but we can't Really, our standard of living would plummet because we have to pay most of our taxes are going to go or at least all that deficit spending is just going to go straight into the banks. So there are a lot of factors that will really could really hurt us. But but one of the things that I feel like they're going to do before they really let that all go down is they're going to use this deficit spending for the build back better stuff. And again, back to the housing, some of the things that they want to use that build back better money for is to, A, they want to force suburbs to change their rezoning. We talked about this recently, so that they can't just limit it to single family homes. They have to have projects. Then the Fed wants to give money to those communities in the suburbs to accept, quote, affordable housing. And what you're going to do then is you're going to pull the projects out of the city. And you're going to turn the suburbs blue. You're also going to introduce crime and uncertainty, but and a culture clash. Because if you take like if you took the Bronx and you put that in um, Dutchess County, New York, like that is going to cause some culture clash. But that's exactly what they do, and it's what they're doing with infrastructure too. It's just making it. Easier to push out. And you can, the way cities are just all blue, they're all Democrat, they're going to do that to these red suburbs. And then what they might further do is push those red suburbs out into the exurbs, which will mess with the rural people. It'll make the rural people... A little more corrupted. Well, the only way to stop it apparently is if you're Dave Chappelle, because that was actually happening in his town in Ohio. And he put his foot down and he said, I just invested tens of millions of dollars here based on a demographic and an income level that will not work if you put this financing this uh these projects in here so it's them or me and they did back off that and what had happened was the town made this deal with the developer to bring affordable housing into their suburb which who would want that right not the people in the town and the people in the town said i don't feel like i was represented in this process And of course they weren't. And they think doing good because they get the federal money and they act like, but we'll get money. We'll bring jobs to your town. Don't tell them to bring jobs to your town. You bring jobs to your town, you bring people to the town. That's not what you want. Uh, But I feel like they are really... um, go they are really trying to reshape everything and they won't totally crash the whole system until they get that build back better money that infrastructure stuff done but if you do think that inflation is a big problem for that you think it's going to continue to be a big problem there are a few things you can do to protect yourself one thing is to be sure that if you have any extra money to to see if you if you really believe it's going to inflate get inflation protected assets like gold is a great Inflation protected assets, the classic hedge. Get some gold. Don't. Uh, I wouldn't recommend an ETF like where you just own it in paper. Like, get. I, I go to American Gold Exchange. I asked them to advertise, but they didn't. But anyway, I still tell you, they go to American Gold Exchange and. Um, And I just buy, they send you coins to your house. And I just feel like that's an inflation hedge and it's also like a bug out hedge. Um, And also another thing is if you, this supposedly a hot labor market, if you think that the Fed's going to raise rates, that could crash the economy. So if you have the power to get an, an employment contract, employment contracts are often only enforceable against the employer and not the employee. So you don't really have a lot of downside risk with that. Um, you can, you can have some risks. So you have to think about it. But if you feel like you, that this job market is something you want to lock in, see if you can get a contract or likewise, if you think you have good rent, see if you can extend your lease. There are a few things that you can do to hedge your bets in case you think there's a lot of inflation coming down. Um, and I have a little poem I'm going to end with.
1: Great. Let's hear it.
0: Roses are red, violets are blue. Taxation is theft. Inflation is too.
1: That's beautiful. Warms Thank my you. heart. That's all it does. Thank you. Well, do we have any shout-outs today? We
0: do. I feel like I need to catch my breath, but I just wanted people to I wanted to shout out Pete, who dropped everything and moved to Florida to help build a regenerative farm. So we That's offer cool. him prayers and good wishes on his journey. The gospel on Sunday that I just heard was about dropping everything and following Jesus. And I have to say, when I read this from Pete, I thought that is the closest I ever heard of someone almost literally doing something like that. And uh, and maybe Pete said he might be able to kind of shoot back up to Georgia for our next meetup. So let's hope that we have a meetup this spring, like we usually do in Atlanta. And I want to recommend to people watching a little documentary called The Biggest Little Farm. It's about a, uh, a natural farm. It's so awesome. Really uplifting. And the Waskey Family Farm, who we have talked you about on, uh, talk about on Instagram, they point their freedom loving followers to their Agora project at greener postures, not pastures, postures at instagram.com slash greener postures just to keep with that theme and i'm gonna catch my breath while you wrap us out and we will meet up again in the xr.
1: Very cool thank you monica for your news and insights thank you all for watching you can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at properport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed want access to the extra content that we post, you can find that at rockfin.com slash propaganda report, patreon.com slash propaganda report, locals.propreport.locals.com. Check us out across those platforms and see our various offerings. We will talk to you guys next time or in the DMBXR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.